Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Good morning and welcome, everybody. This is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com on the Variety Channel, hosting the leading technology show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies, every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time or East Coast Standard Time. Let me just say that uh, the purpose of the show, uh, T3, is to bring the techies and the non-techies together. I'm very excited about today's show. Uh, It's really a walk in history of innovations. The topic today is science or innovations that matter more than ever. Uh, What I'd like to do today, I was influenced by two readings, uh, one magazine, one book. Uh, The magazine author, Kim Shaw Vegas, uh, published uh, 31st of March 2018. He talked about the 19 great inventions that revolutionized history. And I also had the privilege to take a look at... uh, uh, Dr. Bernard Carlson, uh, he's a professor and chair at the Engineering Society, University of Virginia, and he talked about understanding inventions that changed the world. So I was reading these two articles because the last year and a half we've been studying and talking about current inventions, you know, um, the autonomous vehicle, uh, smart houses, the internet, uh, smartphones, uh, and so forth and so on, and I want to go to the beginning. Uh, you know, archaeologists have always uh, been uh, prying and digging and trying to figure out, uh, you know, mankind, uh, the culture, where do we come from, and so forth and so on. And one of the things that dawned on me that uh, they kept looking at and collecting is clay pots. And everybody talked about clay pots. And in fact, I had to s- stare and say, you know, unless you've taken a uh, I guess a clay course or in a potting course, I couldn't do a clay pot myself today. But what was the significance of that clay pot? What was the significance of those tools at the time? Uh, you know, we're talking uh, ancient times. Uh, and it was really bones, a little bit uh, uh, more of wood, and then, of course, uh, rocks. So uh, today's show is science or innovation that matters more than ever. Uh, I've I've taken the lead uh, in using Dr. Carlson's uh, lectures, and I've also taken, uh, as a compliment to uh, Vegas and his 19 inventions, I'd just like to walk through those inventions because, for me, walking through those inventions gave me an aha moment of, wow, I know that, or I didn't know that, or how much more uh, I have forgotten through history and how they made history. Uh, but first, I'd like to thank my uh, listeners out there. Uh, as always, we continue to increase the show. To keep our audience involved in the T3 show, call 866-472-5788 or email today, tomorrow's technology at gmail.com. It's, to me, it's fascinating as I talk about today's topic because, as I said, uh, we've been focusing on technology and the revolution and evolution of these technologies, and we see it day in, day out. Uh, I mean, you take a look at the new v- cars. 
you know, and, and you look at the new cars with their sensors, their uh, GPSs, the ability to take series radio and, and downstreaming as you move through Earth, you navigate. And so those are the technologies we'll be talking about. And I'd like to break down the show into about three different parts. Uh, the first part talking about, uh, you know, innovations that occur during ancient times. We're not going to hit them all of them, but hopefully you mention a few of them up to about 1500. And then I'll break down the, what happened in an industrial revolution. That was a, a period of a great innovation in scientific observation. And then, of course, uh, finally. We'll, we'll chat a little bit about the 20th and 21st century innovations and how they've uh, changed our lives and continue to change our lives. Remember, just last week, InSight landed in Mars. I mean, I'm trying to uh, get my head wrapped around uh, um, a pod that landed on Mars, launched from Earth, that took about, uh, uh, you know, almost uh, half, half a year to get there. It had two mini satellites, and in the beginning of life and the beginning of ancient times, when we started looking at uh, building clay pots to gather food and into uh, whole water and so forth and begin the civilization. Uh, quite a contrast, I know, but uh, let, uh, please indulge with me as I talk about these inventions. Uh, I've always thought the greatest invention that's ever been produced or innovated was the wheel and for a lot of reasons and I, I just realized that the pottery wheel was not only used to speed up the po- the process and control how they made pottery but it also gave them power and power gave them the ability to, to grind so uh, when we talk about the wheel that's an invention of 3500 bc before Christ, 3,500 BCs. Once again, we're going uh, kind of backwards, uh, you know, on the 3,500 BCs, but it's it's such an interesting uh, uh, invention because the wheel then became uh, important for vehicles, transportation, and also a system of pulleys and so forth and so on. And so uh, the wheel was one of those inventions that I think most of us just take for granted, and of course, today our wheels are uh, different types of rubbers, different types of speeds, sizes. Uh, I can t- tell you, a good friend of mine, uh, uh, Otto, would tell you that he, he loves his cars loud, fast, and and beautiful as far as uh, uh, his desire or his likings on vehicles. So it, it's quite interesting. Uh, the second major, uh, I guess, uh, invention or innovation was the the compass. And when I think about the compass for navigation, that happened in uh, 206 B.C. So I'm going, wow, 206 before Christ? We're dealing with navigation and pathfinders and the ability to travel around the world and go from one place to another. And usually that was done geographically. If you travel, you you, you notice a river or a mountain or, or something on, on a land feature. And today, uh, you know, we were traveling. Uh, the Chinese invented the, the compass, and, and, of course, they used it for fortune telling. But it's quite interesting to me. Uh, as I look back and I look at these two inventions, uh, let's make sure we understand that invention is turning an idea into a thing or a gadget. That's what an invention is. How can I use that? And it, and most people during the time, uh, 
uh, as we continue, and even today, uh, uh, inventors are producing gadgets because they observe, they have a need, and they want to make it better, faster, cheaper. Uh, that is the motivation that most inventors have. Nevertheless, uh, today, as, uh, as I've read in the past, they struggle with the development of their technology, Will the market or will people be satisfied that they want the technology? Uh, will they get uh, backers? Uh, usually you talk about the mad scientist at this time. And the question is, you know, uh, what is it that he's inventing? How does it work? Uh, is it popular enough that I'll sell enough or people want it enough? And then will that invention change the world? So uh, inventions provide uh, both an economic and non-economic benefits. So let as we go walk through these various inventions, walk through time with me. Think about uh, the first time you were exposed to a wheel, you know, probably carriage, the, the little buggy carriage that carry you as a baby, a compass. I'm thinking of my dad as he uh, walked in from office of being a, a soldier. Uh, they carried compasses at that time all the time. And so that's my first opportunity. And then uh, when I st start seeing shows uh, that describe, uh, you know, Columbus navigation to the uh, New World, the Vikings and and so forth, the land travel, sea, maritime travel, and, and just recently space travel. I mean, those instruments are very important. So I just wanted to make sure as we get started and look back at these innovations, uh, how did the ancient uh, ancestors develop these and why uh, – uh, why they became so important, and and, and that's what uh, really caught my imagination as I took a, a look at uh, Carlson's book, uh, and uh, I took a look at Yance's uh, list of 19 inventions. You know, archaeologists are always looking for artifacts. Those artifacts really tell us a little bit, and and lately, I guess I need to separate technology. Innovations from social, economic, historical, because in our show in T3, we've really been focusing on technology innovations. And, and, but as I finish uh, the reading and my preparation for the show, I realized that uh, while we focus on the technology, uh, it has an overarching economic value. It has an overarching historical value. It has an overarching cultural value. So innovation does play uh, a grander part in our total society. Uh, it's important because uh, they help humans cope with their lives. You know, I'm looking at uh, uh, you know as we move through civilization, we use wood to burn uh, uh, for fire and fuel. But as as our mankind continue to grow and generate and move into the Copper Age, Bronze Age, and Iron Age, they really needed more heat. They needed to have that furnace to get up to 1,500 cells. And the only way they could do that is to learn about charcoal and burn because it burns hotter and longer. So here again, uh, either by circumstance, uh, they went from wood to charcoal and how they got that charcoal and the innovation of beer. You know, beer has been around from 5000 uh, B.C. 
and uh, first uh, introduced by it, the Egyptians and the Mesopotamians. Wine uh, was uh, introduced as well about 8500 B.C., and then, of course, you have beer and wine, and so therefore you needed, what, the abundance of grain, uh, grapes. Uh, the lively spirits continue today. Uh, when I look at the microbrewing that's going on in the, in the U, just the U.S. and the other parts of the world, Belgium is classic with their, you know, hundreds of different types of beers. And, and if you go to the different wine countries, you've got the red grape, white grapes, and the, and different. I just recently returned from my trip from Canada, and they have ice wine there, which surprised me more than anything else. That uh, They had uh, uh, German uh, settlers, um, recent, 40 years been producing wine or growing grapes there, having uh, their wineries there. So it was quite interesting to me to see this growth. Uh, uh, and of course, the ice wine is very sweet. Uh, it's not like a Merlot or a Cab. And it's definitely, uh, it's not a, um, a white wine, a true white wine. So it's quite interesting. But the grain, so the, the economic harvest of the grain and the, and the ability to take that grain and to add water to it and malt it uh, became important. Uh, the, uh, the fermentation of these juices uh, was critical. Uh, natural yeast uh, it helped it. Uh, and so here we are, uh, 5000 uh, BC and 8500 BC, the production of uh, beer and wine, the ability for uh, civilization to consume that. Uh, of course, that uh, evolved. The Greek farmers uh, continued to grow the grains, olives, and, and grapes. Uh, the Mediterranean continued to grow. Uh, this, uh, in the 18th century, uh, spirits of alcohol beverages uh, contain ethanol. Ethanol is produced by fermenting, the, of course, the fruit and grapes. So all this time, depending on what culture, what civilization, what part of the world you were from, you were building that. And uh, it was quite interesting. Uh, the Roman Empire. You know, when people talk about the Roman Empire, I, I talk about the aqueducts and the arches and the ability to, to build the Colosseum. Uh, if you read a little bit about how they built the Colosseum, uh, it, it's quite interesting because, uh, uh, you know, that and the Colosseum uh, took 10 years. It, it was built between the 70 80 uh, 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 CE, um, uh, so that's after Christ, and uh and when it was finished, it was 615 feet long by uh, 510 feet and 159 feet uh, tall. And my understanding, it was about 40 stories uh, down. And they would uh, um, have folks underneath the Coliseum moving different parts. And it was like a grand theater uh, for it. It could sit. Uh, close to 15,000 people. So think about that. 15,000 people at that time was quite interesting. So uh, anyway, we continue on uh, until we hit the... Um, uh, the printing press and the printing press really took us uh, up to the about 1500s. But one invention that a lot of people have forgotten, and, and we see it all the time, uh, we live in the Virginia area, so as you go out to uh, uh, the smaller towns surrounding uh, the Fairfax area, the Middleburgs, and uh, other, other cities, is the water wheel. The water wheel was built and uh, in, uh, developed and innovated in 50 BC. And what was important about the water wheel is that uh, by the flowing of water, 
it, it turn uh, the flowing water into mechanical energy. That energy crushed grain, powered lathe, uh, drived uh, the sawmills, powered textiles, forged below. So the that that was really your engine in a small uh, little town or in the small uh, uh, little uh, home as people continue to build. So it, it's reported that nearly sixteen thousand or six thousand of these uh, uh, um, water wheels were built in Europe by 1086. So yeah, I, I'm I'm looking back. Another important innovation was the calendar. Calendar was brought to us in about 45 BC. Save the dates. Uh, you know, Julius Caesar brought Julian calendar, and of course you got the Georgian calendar uh, by the Pope uh, Gregory the uh, 13th, uh, 1582, and that became a, a mark. Another great invention before the 1500 was uh, ancient, ancient concrete, and it, you look at any structure today. Ancient concrete is 27 BC, and today we use concrete left and right. Any tall building that you see, skyscraper, uses concrete. Yet in 27 BC, uh, we were using ancient concrete developed by the Romans. Uh, no wonder they built the Colosseums of the cathedrals, and they stood the test of time without losing its beauty. And of course, at, at 725 AD, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that more, is the mechanical clock and the mechanical clock and how we used it. And it dates back 6,000 years. It, I just find it surprising that we've done that. So we've got about a minute left. I wanted to talk about today's uh, uh, show. Uh, we, I wanted to review uh, science and innovations that matter more than ever. It's important for us to take a look at some of the innovations that happened in ancient times all the way up to 1500 and how those innovations are influencing us. Because today we really have this almost the same type of innovation. We may be a little bit slicker. The material may be a little bit different. It may be able to produce a little bit faster. But these are the beginnings of uh, humanity. And, and a little bit of technology, how it's influenced our culture. So we're going to go off to our first commercial break. We'll be right back, and we'll hit the Industrial Revolution. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Success doesn't come by chance. It's a decision to take a chance on you. Attending the University of Choice is a goal, but not a guarantee. Dr. Cynthia Colon offers you the formula of going from good, better, to best and increasing those chances of receiving that yes to your dream university. Get the one-to-one -one attention every student needs to succeed. Tune in to Destination University, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My Favorite Coffee Story is here with host Aniko Samoji. 
We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking uh, about science or innovation that matters more than ever. Uh, taking a historical look from ancient time to about 1500 and talking about different technologies and innovations that have influenced our future. Uh, the reason I've done that, I've had the opportunity to read uh, a magazine article talked about 19 great inventions that revolutionize history by Kesep Wyeth. Uh, it was written uh, 31st of March. 2018, and he's gone through a laundry list, and and I'm sure everybody has their list. And I also was influenced by uh, Dr. Bernard Carlson. He's a professor of Virginia uh, University, and he talked about understanding inventions that change the world. And of course, the show T3 uh, today, tomorrow's technology talks about technology and uh, those uh, innovations, uh, science uh, discoveries, and so forth that has been that have been important to us in the last year. We've covered uh, the latest gadgets, and I'm real. Um, um, I guess it's an honor for me because uh, we've been hitting the mark uh, right before cybersecurity threats. We've talked about cyber uh, cybersecurity. Uh, we've talked about sm- smart homes. We've talked about computers and iPhones. We've talked about uh, you know the revolution that's going on right now with the autonomous vehicles. So I, I've, I've been pleased with the subjects that we've been covering on T3. If you missed any of those uh, shows, please go back they're all archived go to the variety channel there and uh, look up t3 and you can go to our uh, number of shows and uh, repeat what i'd like to do is move on to uh, the industrial revolution but before that three great inventions that happen uh, that i'm going to uh, foot stomp a little bit more is the water well because that provided the energy source beyond the you know, human muscles and animals and and then of course the clock device that was invented in europe uh, to define time life and labor and provided uh, uh, I guess a set pattern and and as these inventions were growing here comes the printing press uh, and uh, that became so important in the new world uh, printing press uh, it began the, the exploration of societies the ability to uh, uh, the Johann Gutenberg from Germany uh, to uh, start the industrial revolution uh, by able to you know copy books because at that time it was uh, pen to paper 
uh, by most of the monks. Another great, uh, I guess, invention was a steam, a steam engine. And when I say this, uh, the reason I pondered a little bit or stopped there's all kinds. It's not just inventing the steam engine, but people were constantly inventing, improving, sorting out different materials. So while one person invented the steam engine, another person was improving the material for the steam engine because it wasn't perfect. And so uh, I, I, I find these uh, inventions uh, kind of collaborative as I look back. Another important uh, part uh, that played an important role in our society are vaccines. We don't talk about it a lot, but uh, one of the most important uh, inventions, because remember, the plague was there. Uh, uh, we had large cities. Uh, people were already gathering, industrializing. They're con- converging in cities, and, and the uh, they really didn't have real good bathrooms and sanitation conditions and so forth and so on. And so this created a nightmare. So uh, Edward Jenner was the first person recorded to have created a vaccine. He invented the smallpox vaccine and saved countless countless lives. And of course, uh, you know, vaccines have become very important in our lives. Uh, there's always discussion about, uh, you know, am I allergic to a vaccine or not allergic? And, you know, those those questions happen. But in, in generality, it, it does save. And then we had the steam-powered uh, train, the uh, locomotive. Uh, for us in America, it was the thing that, uh, uh, you know, revolutionized and really opened up the West, uh, the train and, uh, and the, the, the ability to go from California back uh, uh, to Pikes and, and start uh, unification of the two railroads, a critical invention. And so as we look at uh, history uh, past the uh, 1500 and Industrial Revolution, we're talking about uh, we've already got the society built. We're looking at maximizing uh, our, uh, our uh, of course, our labor um, because the agricultural revolution is over. We we can can food. We can move food. I, now I need to move it faster because the cities are, are growing. And how do I keep the, keep the cities uh, fed? And so that became a very important part our, of our revolution. Uh, remember, Scientific revolution really uh, did not start until about the 16th century. Uh, it was dependent uh, on two uh, discoveries, the, the telescope and the microscope, because in scientific, uh, we like uh, observation. We like to observe, and that produced astronomy, biology, physics, chemistry. Uh, but those two instruments, uh, the telescope and the microscope, uh, certainly helped, and these uh, inventions are at the heart of modern science. So when we talk about science, it came along after 1600, and uh, it's, a, it's a study of observation, experimentation, and measurement. So all this time in ancient uh, times up to the 1500s, up to the 1600s, really, uh, people were innovating. Why? Because they could observe uh, a, a problem set. They discovered, and they can use their hands to build, and that's how they innovated. It was a practical use. It was practical use. When the science came along of trying to observe, experiment, and and measure, uh, that pushed innovation. 
and 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 therefore um, and improve societies. As we moved on in the uh, 20th century, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, uh, science becomes and continues to grow, and that's uh, something that we'll talk about. But let me let me go back to the Industrial Revolution. Uh, it's not it's not one invention as many inventions uh, in the 19th centuries. Uh, you know, we talk about the different types of revolutions. Let me just back up a little bit. We had the agricultural revolution from uh, uh, 10 to 8,000 BCE. We had the industrial revolution from 1750 to 1925. In fact, we some people argue that we had two industrial revolution. Uh, first industrial revolution, uh, 1750 to 1850. And I want you to picture this. I want you to just sit back and look at this. Involved coal, the discovery of coal, replacing wood to heat so that we can heat our products. We're getting the canning, uh, the melting of iron, steam, iron, machine tools, factories are beginning to develop, uh, driven by crafts and, and hands and knowledge. People were good with their hands, started in Europe and spread through uh, um, um, the Americas. The second industrial revolution uh, involved oil, electricity, steel, mass production, big business. And that happened between 1875 to 1925, was driven by a mix of practical knowledge and science, started in America and spread to England, Europe, and Japan. So this is where we're at, uh, uh, really, the first industrial revolution. It was activities about bringing uh, economic scales, people moving from the agricultural, moving into the cities. Okay, now think of what we're doing today. Uh, just in a, we had a, a program called transportation of the future. Uh, the biggest problem they have in the cities right now is how do they move folks? What can they do? Uber, A and B. These are little uh, um, iPods that are, or apps that are being built to, s- to support the civilization of big cities. It's no no difference. These are new innovations. So I I, I guess I'm paralleling or put a contrast to what they did in the past in the uh, 1800s to uh, early 1925 and today and uh, we've done what, what we've done is we've improved uh, society by it uh, we're looking at uh, the division of labor uh, economic opportunities and uh, and something that uh, we all like to use is transportation how to get from point A to point B and in fact in a large city sometimes they allow you to work from home so because it's been so difficult I know in the Washington DC area it's one of the major items but as a re- result of this expansion uh, you know the industrial revolution brought many changes many many changes uh, from there we uh, we developed uh, more importantly uh, uh, the electrical uh, battery uh, voltage um, you know the computer first mechanical computer by Babbage came in 1822 remember 1822 that's over a hundred plus years uh, from the time I ended up using it. Refrigeration, 1834. The telegraph, 1830. Communication devices, okay, by Samuel Morris and his team of engineers. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at uh, the telegraph and what we're looking at today is the new uh, smartphones and, and microwaves and the ability to communicate back and forth. Yet it was running wires. It's the ones and zeros and the clicking of the telegraph. Still, was finally used because we had coal 
and coal can uh, burn it to enough heat to melt the uh, the, uh, the the ore, and it was a perfect mixture. So we had iron ore, light electric bulb, 1880. Oh, I'm talking about smart bulbs today, you know, uh, 2018. So we're just trying to build a bulb in 18. 18- 1880, and we're talking about smart bulbs today. So the comparison uh, of all that, Alexa, uh, or all the uh, you know uh, support uh, uh, mechanisms uh, on the computer uh, to aid the smart home is critical. And finally, the airplane in 1903, the ability to transport people, to move people, became important. The Wright brothers in 1903, going off of Kitty Hawk, uh, 125 feet, uh, they travel. But yet, it created an industry. Today, that same Wright brother experimentation happened uh, with auto, uh, autonomous vehicles or the self-drivers, the self-driving cars, okay, uh, happened in Slash X, uh, and so uh, 13 March, uh, 2004, uh, that was the day that, that that event happened. Today, every major car manufacturer is developing some type of electrical or self-driving cars. So that's that's kind of interesting, and then of course the the uh, secret uh, uh, take uh, the the computer uh, transistors, the uh, uh, microchips, the uh, and then uh, and, and so those are the current uh, industrial revolution technologies that were built. I wanted you to go back and take a look at how they influenced us. Why did they influence us? And what are similar comparison as I try to make uh, uh, an equation uh, from one technology of the past to a newer technology that we presently deal with today? Remember, um, transportation was a critical piece. The railroads, uh, the steam engines, um, the, the, uh, the, the ability to uh, build canals was critical. Uh, I, I I still wonder because I had a trip down to uh, up to Niagara Falls, New York, and everybody would talk about the uh, canal systems uh, built in the Northeast. But that was the easiest way to move uh, commodities. It was important. Uh, the ability to uh, uh, process food and preservation of food. If you couldn't move it, shrinking uh, the food. Uh, some meats were canned. Uh, you know the commercial ice vessels. Uh, were were here in 1851 commercial ice vessels the home ice box okay refrigerated railroad cars and then uh, of course uh, the population we had from the uh, everybody working uh, because uh, of labor but the, you know you had the labor movement you had the children working you had women working uh, uh, just prior to uh, World War uh, one World War two especially you know the women in the workforce so these are all things that I think are important as technology become, is fused with the economic uh, revolution with the um, social revolution or cultural revolution. So be aware of when a T3 is talking about just technology, and I'm really just focused on technology because that's the basis of our show, there's other influence factors, uh, the economic factor, the non-economic factors that are all just as important because they tell a story about our society. 
And so I've got a few more minutes here, and I just want to talk about the, the water and the sewer system uh, that was crit, uh, you know, that was important, and it was important because of several factors. Uh, as people migrated from the farms uh, agriculturally to the industrial revolution, uh, sanitation became uh, you know not very uh, uh, well understood, and in that process, which created uh, the famines and the diseases, the plagues. Uh, that was all uh, critical uh, to understand. And, and the combination of uh, uh, new inventions uh, were successful. Uh, power, uh, electrodes, and batteries were developed. Uh, th- three inventions that really influenced people as far as their knowledge was cameras, telephones, and uh, phonographs. Why? We can tr- begin to transport knowledge. I'm sitting here buying five memory sticks or CDs or or a hard drive, portable hard drive, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, all they had was a camera picture, a picture. The telephone was talking to my friend, to her friend, and saying, I've got a story. Or finally, a, a phonograph that told the story, and you listen. That's the difference. If you can picture that, it's. I, I just think it's, I get a wild moment there. Uh, so it's quite interesting, um, more importantly. Folks, uh, we've been talking about uh, today, tomorrow's technologies. Uh, I'm trying to uh, tell you and let you go back in history. Uh, we started off with ancient time to 1500. We talked a little bit of the Industrial Revolution as as uh, folks migrated from the uh, from the farms to the cities and some of the critical inventions from there. Uh, in the next block of time, I would like to talk about a little bit more about the 21st century, but connect. The those inventions, those scientific discoveries with those of our past. And uh, it's more than just technology. It's more than just science. It's more than just engineering. It's both uh, economic value, cultural value, historical value, and, of course, uh, the science that supports that, the invention that supports that to make uh, our lives a little bit better. So I'll be back in a few minutes. I'll see you around the corner. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? 
If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's Technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. This is your host, Jose Negron, on VoiceAmerica.com on the Variety Channel, hosting the lead technology show, T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Our subject today is science or innovation that matters more than ever. Uh, what I'm trying to do is uh, provide a historical look of innovations, a uh, historical look of science uh, discoveries. Uh, more importantly, I've been influenced by the reading of two authors, uh, uh, Dr. Bernard Carlson, professor and chair Department of Engineering and Society at the University of Virginia. Uh, he wrote uh, a book and lecture, Understanding Inventions That Changed the World, and uh, also 19 Great Inventions Revolutionize History. Uh, by uh, Kashyap Vyas, uh, written 31st of March 2018, and he went through 19 great innovations that were important in transforming our world as we see it today. Uh, I took these two articles and I reflected back and I was trying to say, okay, uh, we've innovated, society has improved. Uh, what really got to me was InSight uh, landing on Mars uh, last week, and I'm going, wow, we have really come a long ways, but yet there's lots of more scientific discoveries, there's lots of more innovations, but let's let's go back to the beginning. Uh, you know, how did we get started? Uh, the creation of clay pots, uh, the uh, the clay pot wheels, wheels for instrument uh, uh, for mobility, and so forth and so on. And and how the ancient uh, uh, folks develop uh, their innovations all the way up to the 1500. And we went through several of those. And then the industrial revolution when uh, we moved from the agricultural uh, revolution, and people were moving in the cities and how do we take care of people? Well, uh, the mass transportation, mass productions, uh, mass uh, the factories development, uh, new methodology. More importantly, I guess the aha moment for me was not only am I focusing on the technology, that's what T3 does, Today, Tomorrow's Technology Show, but it has both uh, economic and non-economic consequences. Uh, you know, it has a social value. Each invention has a social value. W- one thing I did learn is that no matter matter when you invented or produced your new gadget, you always had to have the same questions answered. Who wants to use my gadget? Will people use my gadget? How will they use my gadget? And do I have the funding to get it out there? Can I circulate it? And those questions have not gone away. So in the next... uh, 
10 minutes or so, I'd like to talk about the 21st century. Most of these, we've talked about it or tried to highlight some of the uh, integrations between the past and the, and some of the shows that we've had. Uh, for those shows uh, like cybersecurity, uh, you know, uh, go, go on to uh, Voice America, uh, the Variety Channel, look us up. Uh, uh, we're archived there under the T3 and uh, look up the, that particular uh, show. Uh, the other thing I'd like to talk about, let's talk about the 21st century. One of the greatest invention is, of course, the ARPANET or the Internet, and that came very quickly. Uh, it was one of those that uh, continues to revolutionize and continues to grow. Uh, it was a... Uh, it was uh, built in uh, 1969. So if we dropped off in the Industrial Revolution about 19 uh, up to 1950, uh, where we built the, the transistors and the, uh, and the computer, uh, it's interesting that the Internet's the fastest-growing communication tool ever. It took radio broadcasters 38 years to reach an audience of 50 million. Television, 13 years, and the Internet, just four years. So that is the dynamic uh, evolution of the Internet and why uh, sometimes it's very controversial. But the outreach, I mean, look at President Trump with his uh, uh, tweets out there. He's just cutting, bypassing everybody right now, just get his information. Right or wrong, uh, that's something that we need to uh, take a look at. And then the the first estimated system of emails was called, uh, was called uh, the mailbox, which was first used at the Massachusetts uh, Institute of Technology in 1965. So the, this is uh, the email system introduced in 1965. But more importantly, let's take a look back a little bit uh, I don't think we appreciate the Industrial Revolution as much as we think we do uh, because uh, it, it's 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 movement, it's uh, transportation, it's uh, it's about uh, collecting, gathering, preserving. And then, of course, when we go into the modern uh, uh, century, uh, we're talking about the the uh, the production of steel, glass and plastics. We're talking about uh, the development of the industrial uh, capacity, the uh, development of Model T, radio and television, nuclear power, house, household good appliances. I mean, uh, I went into bed and bath the other day, and I've got Nina this and Nina that, and I'm going, oh, my goodness. Uh, they've got them even upside down now so I can do a, uh, a fruit uh, fruit drink, uh, a smoothie. So I, I, it was quite interesting. Our satellite phones, uh, sitting here talking to Alex, you know, my first satellite phone I used uh, back in, uh, in early uh, 80s. Yeah, and I was uh, really it was of early '80s or late '80s. I take it back, late '80s. It was '88, '87, '88. Stayed there in Montgomery, Alabama. Bought my satellite phone that were just coming on the market. Uh, at that time, the phones were very expensive. Very expensive. It was about two thousand dollars and twenty uh, for the phone itself, and twenty five uh, cents a minute. According to statistics, the first cell phone sold in the U.S. was the Motorola uh, Dynatac eight thousand, uh, and it weighed about two pounds. I'm not sure if I had the first uh, Dynatac eight thousand, but I can tell you that the size of the phone that I'm looking at was certainly the same. Same, and uh, I can remember using the phone because uh, I had other people try. <laughs> 
uh, I had a, one of those mobile jobs. I, I was never in one place. I was never at my office. People kept calling me, always wanting to know. And finally, I just gave them a card and says, look, you want to get a hold of me? Call me on my cell phone. I'm tired of you guys whining and moaning that you can't get a hold of me. So grab, uh, uh, call me on my cell phone. And so that, that was the beginning of my uh, uh, first steps uh, of using a cell phone, the electronics and the chips, the size of the cell phones now are, of course, there are many uh, uh, supercomputers is the way I look at it, satellites and cell phones, personal computing, uh, genetic engineering has grown. The, it, we talked a little bit about the ARPANET and, and, and the explosion of the Internet, the social media, democracy, inventions in history uh, continue throughout our history and will continue. But uh, remember, scientific, uh, the scientific revolution or, or science, uh, the ability to observe, measure, and experiment really didn't begin until the 1600s. And now, that now uh, the big factory, the research centers, uh, you know, right after World War II, people wanted to, to, to go faster. I've got more people in my factory. What's the next product that i got to invent? That's where the Bell Labs came into existence and so forth and so on. Uh, they've, they've built institutional giants here. MIT, John Hopkins, uh, you have... Um, the Meyer Corporation, you have, uh, you know, all the uh, nuclear labs out there, DOE labs uh, are under contract. These are the big research. But one thing is for sure, and I, I'm a big believer of that, there are many innovators out there, and they're not engineers, they're just innovators. They observe, they want practical solution, they want to do it faster, better, and effortless than anything else. And they continue to uh, produce and that's the difference between uh, uh, science by observing, experimenting, and measuring, and an inventor who is just producing a thing. He, that's he, an inventor is about developing a thing, a gadget, to improve society. So that's what's important. Uh, hopefully today I've been able to go back a little bit in time, uh, you know, from clay pots to wheels to the, uh, to uh, of course the development of concrete in ancient time. I didn't even realize that. A uh, compass. We talked a little bit about the compass and the navigation, the ability to move uh, from one point to another. That navigation is critical. And uh, gunpowder. I didn't even go into the crossbow, gunpowder, cannons, uh, the various metals and ores that were. Developed developed to create uh, armaments and you know it was a turbulent time between uh, uh, many years uh, before uh, the British the Germans the French uh, you know civilization was uh, pretty rough back then but uh, people were inventing and then, of course World War one war two so uh, the airplane came out of it the ships came out of it um, new technology uh, faster missiles uh, now we've gone into space uh, you you know, when I think about uh, InSight landing to Mars, I'm pretty enthused. And, of course, uh, one thing for sure, people are born to discover. People have this curiosity to discover. So there are a lot of folks out there that have already signed up to go to Mars. A one-way trip, 165,000 of them. I always smile. I'm going, what, what makes a human being do that? It's just that sense of adventure, that sense of explorer exploration that sense of i can do it i want to do it so it's quite interesting uh as i review my list 
And I go back. Uh, I really like to thank uh, uh, Cash App Vias uh, for his article, The 19 Great Inventions That Revolutionized History. And, of course, uh, Dr. Bernard Carlson, professor and chair of the Department of Engineering Society at Virginia University. They influenced me this week. Uh, they made me go back and take a, lo- a closer look at why do we invent? What's the purpose of the invention? And why should we connect the dots and i try to connect some of those dots uh from the wheels to the self-driving cars from the light bulbs uh back in the future uh to today's present time the smart bulbs and electricity and batteries batteries is critical for the tesla cars uh, the ability for the electrical cars to make an impact in our society batteries are important so all those are critical um to our understanding uh, of society. Uh, when I look at uh, uh, information, how information was transferred, we talked about the camera, uh, the microphone, um, you know, the phonograph. Uh, here we are with a hard drive, portable hard drive, a, a CD, um, a little um, uh, flash drive. All those things are relative to each other. And of course, uh, uh I have enjoyed today's uh, show uh, because it brought back a lot of memories of why does civilization progress? It progresses because a person observes, he is good with his hands, and he crafts the new innovation to improve his life, and it continues to improve his life. One thing I did learn, though, and I think it's important, is one – when you have an invention, there's other folks that continue to to continue to improve that invention. So there's always uh, uh, continuing improvement. Two, uh, the uh, the process. What what is the invention for? Who is it support? How do I know people like it? That process, uh, that magic process of do I need to get funding to get it out to people? Those realities are still here today as they were in the past, and, and it's important for us to look at that. And so uh, take a look at that. Uh, I really enjoyed today's uh, conversation. As I uh, review my notes here, I'm just going through uh, – uh, seeing any major surprises of what we had, uh, more than anything else. But today's subject, uh, uh, science or innovation that matters more than ever, will continue to develop. Uh, we continue to develop uh, today, tomorrow's technologies. And I'd like to thank the audience for participating. Take a look back. What do you have at your home? What is your new gadget? And see where that came from. Are there any major surprises? Until our next show, I'd like to thank uh, my executive producer, uh, D. Daniels, and of course, I'd like to thank uh, Alexandria Loreno, because she's always coming up with new facts and and items to talk about. Uh, I thought today's uh, discussion was very interesting, but take a moment, reflect back, take a look at what you have, and then next week, we'll, we'll talk about today, tomorrow's technologies, and the innovations that matter. Until we see each other again, this is your host, Jose Negron, on voiceamerica.com, on the Variety Channel, and uh, I appreciate you listening to this show today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. 
We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.